0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Hi again, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Biz. Dan DeBone, like always, coming to you from San Francisco and joint, like always, uh, representing the East Coast. Say hello to Matt Marino. Matt, Tom Brady, number seven. What'd you think?
0: Uh, I thought it was uh, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive by the other side of the ball, too. Uh, his defense certainly uh, deserves a little share of that MVP, but um, but yeah, 20 yards, 21 and 29, I'd say that's pretty good for number 12.
1: Yeah, you know, when you think back, we'll just touch on the Super Bowl for a second. Of course, this is the only pod, I don't know for the only one, but as far as this disclaimer is concerned, the only podcast that dives into the sports business that is uh, sports and business in the world today, but as it relates to yesterday's Super Bowl, I mean, in history, it'll go down as Tom Brady winning number seven, the greatest of all time, Tom Brady and everything that he's meant to the sport, maybe the greatest team, ath- the, the greatest team athlete in team sports right across the board, football, baseball, basketball, what have you. But the defense, much like the last time Tampa Bay won a Super Bowl, it was the defense that, that clearly, in my estimation, not only the story in that game, but throughout the playoffs, as well but take nothing away from from tom well i guess we could let that bleed into to sports and business and in terms of endorsements not necessarily necessarily for somebody like for tom brady but you know there's some guys that you're gonna see get get some some opportunities to make some money that's not necessarily their nfl guaranteed contract i'm assuming
0: you're gonna you're gonna see some guys in the bucks certainly profit off this um not just on the field but you know, Buck's got a bunch of free agents, right? The way their roster is constructed, uh, a lot of guys on one-year deals. Gronk, Leonard Fournette, uh, Antonio Brown, you know, Brady's on a two-year deal. Um, Shaquille Barrett, he's obviously a free agent. You know, uh, I think Sue is one as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, these guys, are, they're going to make some money, um, you know, certainly on the field. Um, and like we've talked about it before, you know, with the NFL salary cap dropping uh, in 2021 because of the pandemic, Uh, Some of these guys are going to be sought after, um, certainly Uh, veteran minimum guys, guys that, you know, normally are uh, accustomed to, you know, to getting some big money. Um, You know, these are still superstar players, uh, certainly coming off a great performance, actually coming off a great, you know, you know, last half of the season. Really, Um, these guys really the the Buccaneers really put on a show. So um, I think you'll see these guys reward with with new contracts, um, you know, possibly going to different franchises. Never know how that goes. I imagine that uh, that Gronk definitely wants to stay in Tampa. I think he he's made that clear pretty much. If he's playing, he's playing with Brady. Um, but the other guys, you know, never know where they end up. Certainly, um, you know, their commercial ability off the field is, is a little bit of a, a take up as well now, too.
1: Yeah, you speaking of Leonard Fournette, that dude was on the waiver wire. And he yeah. leaves Jacksonville, of all places, and now a Super Bowl champion. But a lot of that, and see, that goes right back, I think, to Tom Brady and his greatness, because it's not only obviously what he does between the lines, but as sort of that player slash coach slash gm because all those dudes you just mentioned were there for one reason and that's tom brady
0: gonna play with gronk
1: him. goes back to play with brady for net season opportunity i mean he could have gone anywhere he well, not anywhere but certainly he was targeting a place like tampa bay because of the situation that brady had created and then brady goes out not only does he recruit gronk but he recruits antonio brown so a lot of those players went there for one reason and that's the Tom Brady effect that is not only a guy that throws touchdowns and leads on the field, but also put together that football team to a certain degree as well. Let's dive in. Speaking of quarterbacks, we'll move off of Tom Brady for a second and get into Carson Wentz. And if you're Philadelphia, you immediately divide the room. People either the throwing Philly Chiefs. He stakes at your head or some people are saying, no, I like the guy. Give him another opportunity because he was just a couple of short years ago. The darling out there in Philadelphia, not only on the field, but off the field. But hey, it's Philadelphia and the proof is in the pudding. And if you lose, listen, we don't have we don't have a lot of patience for you. and That's been the case with Carson Wentz. He signed a four year, one hundred and twenty eight million dollar contract. Now, that's a big hang up, obviously, with Philadelphia trying to move him. What's the latest in terms of his deal? And Carson Wentz's career going forward—is it with Philadelphia, or potentially somewhere else?
0: So I think it's most likely with some, you know, somewhere else. Um, I think it is for a couple of reasons. One, you know, Nick Sirianni, you know, new head coach comes in, you know, comes from Frank Wright in, you know, in Indianapolis. You would think, you know, the way that the Eagles are kind of setting this up is that they're setting it up to make Wentz comfortable. Um, but I think one thing that probably goes under, under looked um, or just not looked at at all is that hey, look, you know what? uh Sirianni obviously has a great relationship with Frank Wright, you know, maybe they can get Frank, you know, maybe they can get Carson Wentz, you know, to the Colts. Um and you know where where he's comfortable with Frank Wright. You know, his first OC uh with the Eagles when he came into the league uh had a lot of success under him, you know, at that point Eagles gave him this this big four-year, you know, 100 and almost 30 million dollar contract um with 100 like 7 million guaranteed. So, I really think he's going somewhere else and I think you know, to do it, it could be a little bit harder than just saying it. Um, you know, he's got some big money there. You know, if, if they trade him before March 19th, which, you know, the Eagles will want to do, um, you know, that basically wipes out, you know, his $25 and fully guaranteed compensation uh, from the Eagles. Um, and then also it takes out another $15 million um, in guarantees that they have tied up, um, you know, investing options with him. So, now, that's about $40 million off the books there. Um, now, look, if they're trying to move him, you know, before March 19th, you know, they're going to have some resistance, right? Teams are not going to be as willing to accept that, um, you know, because of uh, his contract situation. Um, but, but rest assured, you know, you saw Jared Goff move, obviously flip with, uh, with Matt Stafford. You saw picks go in, in, the, in, in that deal as well, too. There will be picks, you know, involving Carson Wentz. Um, you know, he's a young guy still. You're talking about a player um, who's only 29 going into this season. Uh, So from quarterback standpoint, you know, still a young guy, still, you know, definitely a player that uh, coaches want to work with, uh, especially a guy like Frank Wright, who's had a lot of success and who has an open spot at that position uh, in Indianapolis.
1: Yeah, and never say never, right, because I, I thought that there was no way that Jared Goff, whatever get move, just looking at his deal, who's (laughs) going to trade for him? That's not going to happen. And the same holds true for Carson Wentz. But then again, you know, after what happened with Jared Goff, and as you just laid out, it certainly potentially could happen, although certainly the numbers would have to to line up. And it just depends on how much people want to eat of that deal and just how badly you need a quarterback or feel as though he's the fit. If Carson Wentz does move on, whether it's Indianapolis or someplace else, that leaves, obviously, the big concern out there in Philly is who fills his shoes. Are they all in on Jalen Hurts at this point?
0: You know, I think that's the way you have to look at it, right? Um, I think for Wentz, like, you know, what we were talking about is it's a lose-lose kind of situation for him. Um, He kind of alienated some people last year in Philadelphia, and not just last year, uh, in previous seasons as well, too. I think it's built up a little bit. Um, like you just said, you know, maybe it's Indy, maybe it's the Chicago Bears. You might have Nick Foles coming back in the direction to Philly. Um, you know, competing with a guy like Jalen Hurts. But I think, really, if if you're drafting Jalen Hurts uh, in the second round um, and you have a new coach coming in, uh, that coach, uh, obviously, in in the process of hiring that coach, you know, I think you make it clear that you know this is the guy that, that you want to see under center. Um, I think yeah, it's it's his job right now. Uh, certainly, um, once Wentz at the door, which I think you know will be relatively soon, um, you know you're handing the keys over, you know to Hurts, and you know at that point you're trying to structure the quarterback room behind him, um, not necessarily to compete with him because you, know, you want the guy to have confidence, um, you know not you know walking on eggshells. As he did this year with, um, you know, Wentz behind them, and, and well, and Nate Sudfeld as well too for that half of football with the, the last game of the season.
1: And just to compare some of the numbers that you just detailed and walked us through, Carson Wentz, just to give you an idea of what might influence that trade and going to Jalen Hurts in terms of the dollars and cents, Jalen Hurts, the second round pick he's under a four-year $6.2 million deal that included a, a one-point-nine-four 94 million signing bonus. So clearly, financially, it makes a lot of sense. And especially if Jalen Hurts can maintain some level of consistency in terms of what he did last year, because it's not only are you saving money, but Jalen Hurts was clearly, physically, the better quarterback between the two a year ago. Is the money going to influence that deal, Matt?
0: Yeah, I think it does. Right. You know, Jalen Hurts is, is on the Russell Wilson path, right? He's a he's on his rookie deal. And when you have a quarterback on a rookie deal, uh, you can do a lot more with your roster. It's just that simple, um, especially when the salary cap's going to drop uh, twenty million dollars, you know, maybe twenty two million dollars uh, in, in one season. Um, so, you know, when you have a quarterback that's that's entering his second year and you're confident that this guy can play uh you know, hopefully he has somewhat of an off season this year, a little bit more than he had last year, but but obviously it's going to be limited. Um, but certainly, you know, anyone that's seen the Eagles play, you know, the offensive line really struggled. Um, the the skill positions obviously needed some some you know some assistance outside of uh, Miles Sanders. You know, Boston Scott contributed. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, you know, they'll probably move on from him. Um, they had some some nice play from Travis Fulgham during the middle part of the season, another wide receiver, young guy. Um, so I, I think, you know, the defense, uh, the defensive line was was their strong point. But they have some some serious positions to address in the offensive side of the football. Um, and that's what you got to do with, you know, uh, with a young roster when you have a quarterback that doesn't command, you know, 25, 30 and, and up per year, 30 million a year. Uh, it gives you a lot more, you know, financial flexibility. And you saw that with the Seattle Seahawks early on in Russell Wilson's career. Uh, you saw that, you know, obviously makes sense with, with Jared Goff, early, uh, Jared Goff early on in his career. Um, and some other young guys that are currently playing under rookie deals, you know, right now. A guy like Josh Allen, right? Uh, Patrick Mahomes prior to this year. So, yeah, I think you're going to see. Uh, the Eagles make a change here. I think a lot of it does have to do uh, with the financial flexibility that a rookie contract for a quarterback gives them.
1: Speaking of salary caps in the state, that is the NFL financially these days. Obviously, they lost upwards to $2 billion, if you listen to some of the reporting, financially due to COVID this past year. So they'll look to recoup that, hence the lowering of the of the of uh, the salary cap. But also one of the things that has been kicked around for quite some time, and I think it's an inevitability and that being the extension of the season by game and Roger Goodell has sort of state of the union, if you will. He does that the Friday prior to the Super Bowl every year. And this year he addressed potentially going to 17 games this upcoming season. And you could see that from a fine, And I guess that would be a reduction in terms of the preseason games down to three. I don't know how that would play out. But going to 17 games, is that clearly done just for them, not only to recoup money, money lost this past year, but also just a financial play on the part of the NFL?
0: Yeah, I think it's a couple things, right? You know, they've, you know, they've really um, been pushing these 17 games, you know, obviously in the back of people's minds for a couple of years. Um, you know, the owners approved the formula uh, last December, um, you know, so um, I think what you're you're talking about is yeah, they they want to add it for revenue purposes, right? They want another, you know, uh week of people in the stands. Uh they want another week of, of television money. Obviously, everyone knows how valuable those television contracts are and they're upcoming, uh, the renegotiation of a bunch of them. Um, they want to be able to push the Super Bowl back. Um, you know, possibly syncing it up with a with a Monday holiday helps everyone else out. Um, you know. And, and I think also, you know, they might look at it spending the playoffs, uh, you know, in the future, um, you know, just as, um, you know, just as every league around, you know, around the U.S. had to make some adjustments because of COVID, uh, the NFL did as well, too. And I, I think that's what you're finding now is that some of the adjustments they made, both, you know, what I guess you can call, you know, positive adjustments and, what we're going to be considered negative adjustments, you know, some of them might work. Um, And what I mean by that is, you know, just for instance, the NFL players association, you know, there was less contact this year than any other year prior. Um, There was, you know, certainly less uh, in the off season, giving players, you know, more time away from team facilities. You know, some of that will be worked into the CBA. Um, You know, some of those will be, you know, new addendums that are, that are in the CBA. Some of that CBA language will have to be adjusted because you know, there were all, you know, collectively bargained issues uh, between the PA and the ownership, uh, NFL Management Council. And I think the, the PA was happy with some of how that, you know, played out this year. You know, players being removed from facilities in the offseason. The players were certainly happy about it. Uh, you know, they had more time with their families. And then obviously, um, you know, from a, you know, I guess in-house standpoint, um, you know, covid you know determined what was really happening uh or what could happen uh, at a team facility and when it could happen so i think as hopefully there's more vaccines and the nfl can move past the pandemic um you know they'll be able to then you know work these new rules these new procedures in place uh in the team facilities and then you know them obviously adding the 17th game is, is something they've wanted to do for years uh the owners you know gave some concessions uh, to the players association. So I think this is the, uh, you know, since everything is, is pretty much, uh, you know, on that path, I think you'll see a 17th game relatively soon.
1: My only issue with that, look, I understand it's a business, right? Mm-hmm. We always talk about it. The players understand that. And certainly the owners and the commissioner, they understand that there is a bottom line and that is revenue and it's a business that has done quite well over the last decade plus upwards to, depending on who you listen to, 15 and $16 billion a year in terms of revenue. I guess the only issue there would be sort of the, the ethical dilemma, and that being this, this sort of about face that the NFL has done about concussion and concussion protocol. Initially, they completely were in denial that, that there's no connective tissue between playing football and the sort of concussive state that today's players are dealing with, especially those that are post career. We've seen, of course, the horrific deaths and everything that, that has been attributed to the concussion movement and, and it's, it's changed the culture of football. That's on one hand, which I've always maintained that they've done that for a PR standpoint, that we've got to address it. We've got to at least make, make it appear as though we care about our players and they do, but a lot of it was PR driven so that you don't lose your fan base. But I think on the other hand, if you're going to extend the season by a full game, yeah. it just flies directly in the face of the safety and the protocol issues that you apparently have been had such, such high levels of concern over the last couple of years with the changing of the sport. But I think when it affects your bottom line, it gets right back to, well, we don't necessarily care about the players that much, not if we can make. X amount of money. And I know they're going to say, well, listen, we're going to reduce the preseason by a game. So it's still the same amount of football games you'll play throughout the dur- duration of a campaign. And I would push back. Look at this. Playing a third preseason game is not the same as playing an additional playoff game and an additional regular season game. A third playoff game, the majority of your starters aren't either playing or they're certainly not playing, you know, the second half or three quarters of that contest. And there's a completely different level of intensity as opposed to playing 17 regular season games so there's always been this sense of hypocrisy on the part of the commissioner and the nfl when it comes to concussion protocols and concussion concerns and then on the other hand well let's add another game onto the schedule makes sense
0: yeah no you're right i mean look you kind of hit it right and i think one way that the the owners try to sell to the player association and the players is that look you know um, obviously when we generate new revenue, the salary cap goes up um, and, and clearly, you know, the, the salary cap is dropping this year just as I mentioned because of the pandemic, because of the, the decrease in revenue. So, you know, the owners, they want to take these hits in the salary cap as soon as possible and move past it. The players, they want to stretch them out, you know, mm-hmm. from, you know, three to four years. So um, you're not having that drop in salary uh, so drastically from, from, you know, 2020 to 2021, you know, so, so yeah, it makes a lot of sense that, you know, it's going to be a hard sell or, you know, was a hard sell to the players association, but you know, the plan obviously to to start the 17 games in 2021 um, I guess this will be the first time, you know, over 16 since like 78 um, you know, the way to sell that is that there's going to be more, you know, uh, more piece of the pie for for the players, right. Just, just like the concessions I was talking about, you know, the players make concessions, the owners make concessions, and if um, you know they can both come to an agreement of, hey, look, you know what? Yeah, the, you know we know health and safety has been our priority for um, you know these last you know really you know eight years, you know seven eight years. Um, they put a little bit more of an emphasis on it. Um, but can we figure out a way you know to uh, to add this seventeenth game? Uh, certainly increase your revenues to the players. Uh, hopefully um, soften uh, the salary cap, the drop in it. Uh, and see, you know, what we can do going forward, especially with the renegotiation of television contracts um, and commitments. You know, I think that's the way you have to sell it to the players, uh, because otherwise, like you just said, you know, it's it's not going to, you know, uh, no one's going to just, you know, pull the wool over everyone's eyes and just say, hey, look, this is why we want to do it. Um, you know, we're just going to do it for for more money and, and not talk about the health and safety. Uh, the health and safety obviously is has been a big issue. Um, you know, point for the for the past decade uh, and certainly is in the new CBA with, with some of the changes that, that addressed it.
1: Yeah, and they'll definitely sell it to the NFLPA that you're going to make more money. Another game, we all make money, but it still doesn't, if they're really concerned about the health issues when it comes to the NFL and the way that game's being played and the head injuries, they just simply wouldn't do it regardless of how much money. They're making as well as the players potentially making as well. Anytime we talk about Roger Goodell, I just got to drop his salary at $40 million a year. (laughs) Sometimes it's just one of those things that people cannot believe how much that dude pulls down.
0: And a jet. Don't forget the private jet. Don't forget the lifetime insurance, you know, for him and his family. Uh, There's some, there's some other incentives in there too. It's not just the, it's not just that, uh, that million dollar, or the $40 million check he's cashing
1: every year. But correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, but the the president or the head of the NFLPA isn't doing too poorly either, right? I remember nah, Gene Hotstow nah, was making what's the, the Morris making?
0: Uh D Smith, Dharis, uh he's the, the Morris Smith. I don't know what he's making in terms of, of salary. Um, but he's you know, he, he certainly comes from comes from, you know, he's a litigator, you know, so he's used to making, you know, a nice check. Uh, and he's still making a nice check with the as the head of the NFLPA, as the executive director. Um, I don't know. I'll have to find that out sometime. Uh, we'll have to talk about that one because um, I got a feeling he's making more than, than a lot of players are making, um, certainly. yeah. You know, hold on. While,
1: while I got you on here, I'm going to look it up as we uh... – hold on one second here. Give me a guess. What do you think?
0: think I'll he's say a... he's
1: at uh... – I'll say he's at, at twenty eight mil, Oof. and I haven't looked.
0: Oh man, um, I was gonna. Oh, I wasn't gonna go that. Oh high.
1: wow, I wasn't even close.
0: I was gonna go around <laughs> five or six.
1: Something. <laughs> in that yeah, range. wait. This can't be right. Uh, yeah, executive director at two point three mil. Wow. All right, all right, take it back, D Smith feel bad I mean, it's, although it's, 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 no, nothing no. A, yeah look no one's sneezing to two mil right but
0: no, you know, uh, make, like i said I thought, you're making a lot more than some players are making
1: yeah and i thought gene upshot was pulling down crazy bank but maybe that wasn't the case gene upshot who now passed and was prior to, to d smith was the uh executive the president that, yeah, of the yeah all right my man well we'll leave it there and of course, we will be back with much more sports and business news as you can catch given the sports biz only here as uh, of course, the podcast that joins the two business and the world of sports for Dan Abone, out here in San Francisco, I should say for Matt Marino out in New York. This is Dan Abone in San Francisco until next time saying so long, everybody. So
0: long, then. Thank you for listening to Believe.